three men who also happen to be best friends as well as a bunch of complete movie nerds are on a mission to save the world with a podcast that really honestly doesn't help with or solve any of the world's problems whatsoever. Sorry. Please grab your bowl of popcorn and your sugar-free beverage. Get to your seats. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of all screens and sizes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to all screens and sizes. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are here with our third installment which means we haven't yet been banned on any platforms, which we have to consider a win at this point. So good job, booty guys. Cheeks. <laughs> Not the booty cheeks. <laughs> and we have a very special one today because... You better do the whole thing, too. Beautiful. We are diving back into a galaxy far, far away with our review of the first episode of The Mandalorian Season 3. Now, boys, we share a love for a lot of nerdy things here at All Screens and Sizes. But just to give our audience a little bit of context, I'm not sure that any single franchise has brought us closer than Star Wars has between the films, the shows, the games, um, our theorizing, figures, collectibles, toys, comics, and, of course, our lovely debates. Star Wars has always been a centerpiece of our friendship. I mean, Jordy probably has one of the finest shrines of collectibles that Holland has ever seen. <laughs> and, and Phil featured lightsabers at his damn wedding. So that should tell you all you need to know. Uh, so I just wanted to say how excited, how exciting this is and how honored I am to be discussing some brand new Star Wars with you guys here on the pod and how thankful we all are to have you listeners along for the ride with us. With that being said, let me not speak for the whole crew. Let's hear from the boys themselves. Jordy, Phil, how we feeling, fam? Man, good to be back. Happy we can still do this thing. And now we get into our real bread and butter. It's it's, it's engraved into our DNA. It's the thing that really got our, our friendship going in the first place. And is the thing that despite thousands and thousands of miles and galaxies that we are apart, still keeps us together. Not always when we got some heated debates, but most of the time together in love, peace, and harmony. <laughs> Star Wars, baby. Um, I know we all each have our own origin stories when it comes to Star Wars. For me, it started as a young boy with the prequels. One of the, my earliest and most you know, fondest movie theater memories that I have is going to see Phantom Menace. And love at first sight. Then shortly after that, my dad showed me my the old original trilogy on VHS, and the rest is history. And like like you said, Nick, I do have I have collected quite a collection of old and new Star Wars figures and memorabilia and collectibles that is stashed away or displayed beautifully in my home. Um, but like I said, the experience that we have with the shows, movies, and all that is one thing. But I think it's extra special when we find two other guys three in total that share the love and passion that we have and, and, and that we can share it the way that we do. Um, so I'm really happy for that. Yeah. From, from Jordy, the three of us, I think it's 
very beautiful. It's much like Luke, Leia, and Han <laughs> going not, after the not Empire. Not Jar Jar? Definitely not. And I'll be Han Solo out of the group. I'll take that one. Y'all two can fight over who's Leia and Luke. Uh, <laughs> so that will do that. But again, yeah, we all love Star Wars. We have when we when we're together, it's great. We agree. Like we're like the Luke, Leia, and Han together. And then sometimes we don't agree. And it's even more beautiful like Star Wars because we want equal balance. It's all about balance <laughs> of the force. So when one of us is very passionate and in love with something, there might be one of us who is in anger, anguish, and fear <laughs> of what we watch. So it goes hand in hand with Star Wars. So again, I'm glad to, uh, that we're back to doing some Star Wars. Well, this is our first Star Wars, but glad that we got some new content to talk about, uh, which is Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 1. Uh, we can go from there. All right, perfect. So now before we jump right into our discussion of the episode, I want to reiterate that we will be talking full spoilers uh, from the episode. Uh, Yeah, big time spoiler alert, um, as well as maybe some predictions for the future of the series. So if you haven't seen the episode yet and don't want it spoiled, please come back after you've watched it. Or if you just don't give a shit and want to listen, you are more than welcome here as well. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so just a warning, full spoilers and... Uh, With that being said, let's dig in, guys. And to give everybody a quick rundown of the events of Season 3, Episode 1 of The Mandalorian, titled The Apostate, uh, the episode starts off with the armorer who is forging a new piece of armor. Uh, Turns out that it is a small helmet fit for a boy that is currently being initiated into the covert that Mando knows so well. Unfortunately, right at the end of this this initiation, the initiation is cut short by a gigantic space crocodile that comes out of the water, starts attacking all of the Mandalorians. It is not looking too good, but there out of nowhere is the N1 starfighter of Mando, Din Djarin, and also Grogu, obviously, in the little side pod as well. Din Djarin proceeds to kill this killer space croc, save all the Mandalorians from his former creed, after which he is reminded by the armorer that he in fact took off his helmet in his own free will and can thus no longer call himself a true Mandalorian. Din Djarin explains to her that he is now on a mission to go to Mandalore to bathe in the living waters under the mines and in that way find atonement and no longer be known as the apostate that he currently is. The armorer replies that this is impossible to do because their home planet has been all but destroyed. This does not stop Din Djarin as him and Grogu are now on a mission to complete this exact goal. In order to do so however, he believes he's gonna need a little bit of help. And that search for help brings him back to his old pal Grief Karga who is running his hometown of Navarro now. And let's just say business is booming. Reef Karga is living large, living lavishly, and even offers Din Djarin a nicely paying gig as a local marshal there. But as we know, Din Djarin is on a mission of his own. And the real reason he came back to Navarro is to actually try and resurrect IG-11, the bounty hunting droid that we met in season one, who so heroically sacrificed himself in order to save the group. Mando believes that a droid companion can actually be very helpful on Mandalore, even though he historically does not trust droids at all. Unfortunately, trying to fire IG-11 back up causes a lot of problems as he's reverted back to his old programming and actually even attempts to kill Grogu. And we come to the conclusion that bringing back our old pal is going to be a lot more difficult than we thought. IG-11 even gets brought to a group of experts 
group of tiny, cute little Anzellians, the same species as Babu Freak and Arisa Skywalker, who come to the conclusion after trying to put them back together that they are missing some very important parts to make this happen. Which then sets us up perfectly for these next couple of episodes as Din Djarin and Grogu will have to go on their way to collect all the missing and required parts. Of course, a Mandalorian episode is not complete without a good old-fashioned Western standoff, and thanks to a group of space pirates led by Vayne who come to Navarro to cause some trouble, we are treated to just that. The battle then spills over to space as Din Djarin and Grogu are in an epic space battle fight, and then we are confronted with a true leader of this pirate space pirate gang, which is King Gorion Shard, and I'm sure this was not the last we have seen of him. The episode then concludes with Din Djarin visiting Bo-Katan, who seems pretty defeated as it looks like she has given up her quest to retake Mandalore, which is definitely also because she does not have the Darksaber, which has caused her power and influence to fade away. She proceeds to tell Din that Mandalore is lost, it is poison, and it cannot be saved. But of course we know that nothing is stopping Din Djarin and Grogu on their way to complete this mission. He tells her that he will go there regardless, and he will find out the truth and let her know. Roll the credits for Episode 1, Season 3, The Mandalorian. We are back, baby. Phil, as generally our most harsh Star Wars critic, I would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Oh, it's good, no. it's good, to, good to, to mention, though, that normally when something new comes out, as soon as we've all seen it, we hop on a call, we discuss it thoroughly, and you know we're excited to find out what the other, other you know, friend thought. But going into this podcast, we have no idea what our actual opinion is of, of this new Star Wars content that has been right. released. So right. with that being said, Phil... Well, since I'm going first, I'll go ahead and introduce you to my buddy here. <laughs> oh, Grogu yeah. for the listeners. Little, I have my little Grogu. Little hermit. Can we just say, as in regular Mandalorian fashion, Grogu is the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> to have him back on the screen again, it's just beautiful. Everything that he does, whether it's just grabbing Mando's finger, cuddling up with him in the ship while he's sleeping, it's just cute, and maybe it's me being a father now that I'm more connected to this little guy. But Grogu is definitely cute. So for the episode, for me, I enjoy Grogu, every part of him. I enjoy seeing Mando. I like the places we go. I like the places we visit. Um, but, but, Oy. I feel like we didn't really go anywhere in the episode. It was almost like a backstory if you miss what we've done here recently. We're going to catch you up to speed, which is not bad. It's fine. But when you only got one episode, 35 minutes at most, uh, I didn't even say I was disappointed. It's just I was wanting more. And I guess that's the point. It's episode one. You're supposed to be wanting more. Um, so I didn't dislike it, but I was just ready for something else. There's a lot of cool scenes and shots. I think one of the coolest scenes, like I wanted as a poster on my wall, uh, is Bo-Katan on her little throne. It's yes. just such a badass view of just her just chilling there so there's Iconic. cool stuff in there and, I, and maybe it just fulfills the point of we're going to get somewhere at some point um but it just seemed like it was a lot of backstory thrown in with a couple cool things with grogu obviously um so but overall i liked it i'm not hating on it i just i just want i want more right now let's go yeah i was gonna say kind of on the same line as phil as i got done watching this episode the first thing that came to my mind i mean obviously i was still hyped out of my mind that we got some new star wars and that was great 
but I couldn't help but think that this episode was really made for people that had not seen Book of Boba Fett. Um, one of my teammates out here told me today, uh, yeah, I just watched the first episode of the new season of Mandalorian. To be honest, I had no clue what the hell was going on. I was like, what do you mean? Like, you didn't <laughs> watch Book of, Book of Boba Fett? He's like, no, I didn't watch it at all. So, I mean, even for someone who hadn't seen it, uh, I guess it wasn't enough to really explain everything. But I don't know. It kind of, I guess it kind of failed at both things it was trying to do. It was trying to get the the diehard fans that are up to date with everything, get them on board. I mean, I'm on board, but kind of like Phil said, I wish they could have done a little more. Um, with that being said, I did enjoy it a lot. There was some gorgeous, gorgeous shots, uh, visually stunning. I was seeing Grogu back with the uh, with the Babu Frick uh, Anzelan species, one of my top five cutest moments in Star Wars, recent Star Wars at least. Uh, what did I say? No, no squeezy, no squeezy, bad baby. <laughs> that was a funny. That was a funny scene with Carga uh, interpreting, and he finally was understanding what he was saying. Yeah, exactly. And not to mention, the we can get into some more detail about some scenes later. But there were some incredible teases going on for some very exciting star known Star Wars characters that might be coming back very, very, very soon. So yeah, all in all. I enjoyed the episode. It was definitely one of those welcoming us back uh, to the characters, to the story. Could we have had a little more stuff to the story, to the Mando story? Yeah, but I still had a great time. I'm just happy to have these characters back, and I'm excited to see what we get going going forward. Very nice. Yeah, kind of a, what you said, Jordy. I when I was rewatching, I rewatched uh, both seasons uh, over the past week just to get prepared for this new season and I had kind of forgotten how much of Mando's story kind of crossed over to Book of Boba Fett because I remember I finished season two and I was like well wait a second what about this what about uh him reuniting with Grogu and I kind of for- had forgotten that it was all in Bo- in Boba Fett so um that was it's kind of interesting how they did that but um kind of to piggyback on what you guys were saying I I really loved what they were giving us I had a hell of a time watching this I was very excited I was super hyped Um, But I just wanted more. I just wanted more of what they were giving us. And, you know, why not make it an hour? You know, I mean, if they're going to spend that time uh, reconnecting us and, you know, getting everyone caught up with with the old characters, which I really enjoyed. I thought that was fun. It's good to be to reconnect with those guys. Uh, But if you're going to spend that time doing that, why not give us more? And, you know, they like the thing with Bo-Katan, you know, they really tease, you know, what happened with her and, um, I just wanted to, them to continue to expand off of that. Uh, but with that being said, I, I kind of loved the, you know, Star Wars is, is well known for their creatures, introducing new things. The very first, one of the first scenes we get that massive crocodile turtle thing or whatever that thing was. And that was pretty freaking awesome. I loved that scene. Uh, and a lot of symbolism with the, you know, with Mandalorian and the baptism and him now being sort of the, the apostate, like they named the, uh, the episode, I thought that was pretty cool. And, um, you know, you bring an IG back, I thought was really interesting. I, I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure that I'm fully on board with them bringing IG back as a character because it's like, do we really trust this guy yet? I mean, he's, he said, you know, this is the only joy that I trust, but do we trust him? And they're re- they've reset his mind basically, it seems like, and they Star do. Wars loves to and do I that. love that character and hopefully getting more Taika Waititi will be, 
really fun. But at the same time, it's like, does that make a lot of sense for that character? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that quite yet. Um, but overall, I thought it was a, a great episode. I just wish we got more of what they were giving us, you know? Well, speaking of droids, I just want to give a quick shout out. IG-11 is great as a droid. We've had some great droids over our time with Star Wars. But can I give a shout out to these? Some of my favorite droids I've ever seen. <laughs> the little droids. They're keeping I'm, up. Yes. What's his official title now? Grandmaster. High, ma- High, High Master. Master. What was that? They're holding out his little cape wherever he goes. Cruising around. <laughs> Man, that, that, was, that was... Shout out to those droids, whatever they are. Yeah, Grief, grief has definitely um, gone full bougie. Uh, He's living large. Yeah, he's 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 definitely living large. Oh, uh, but I think IG Eleven will be cool because I remember. I mean, you just watch it again, Nick. I mean, how cool was his scenes with IG Eleven doing what he can do? And I think they're gonna they handled what you just said basically. They brought him back. He was evil, killed him again, and now we're gonna have little Babus fix him up. So that's just yeah. like their way of doing it. But back to the opening, man. The opening was fire, and I'm embarrassed to say, maybe, maybe not. Uh, was I the only one who thought that this was like a flashback of little Mando getting his first I definitely thought it, was that. I thought it was that. That's what I thought too, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, I'm not the only one then, because I thought that's what it was until the Starfighter came out, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is... No, yeah, I, I definitely thought that. We got the the one little clip of of uh, some of the characters we've seen, some of the other Mandalorians that we've mm-hmm. seen, and I, so I was that kind of made me question, is this a throwback? What is going on here? And then, yeah. Right. But no, that was my first thought as well, Phil. But that that opening was pretty cool, and then, you know, obviously Mandalorian comes through, and he's got Grogu, pops up in the back after you finish God, Grogu's so... It was a pretty, he's pretty so cool cute. opening. And the, my favorite scene is when he just hugs, tries to steal <laughs> a little Babu Frick or whatever that guy is. <laughs> oh my, that's so good. Those, no, squeezy. And he's just, I thought it was really funny with Grogu. And I, let me know how you guys feel about this. But I feel like there's kind of like a running gag with like people are kind of rejecting his name as Grogu in the show, the characters. And I feel like that's kind of like a, a so callback to like how people still call him Baby Yoda all over the world. I start Twitter battles every day because I know, but I feel like that's like a Yoda. that's like a little it. like jab at the, at that is that is that the right. the characters in the show like aren't really accepting his name as Grogu either. I saw Pedro Pascal was on the talk show and he accidentally slipped out and he called him Baby Yoda and he like was so <laughs> oh, embarrassed. He no. was like he was like oh my god I just called him Yoda. like I feel like there's probably a rule on set to never right. call him that. Did y'all? Did y'all notice or know what was in the um, hyperspace when Grogu was looking? Absolutely. That got me the most hype probably the whole episode. (laughs) I got chills just thinking about it. So for our our viewers or listeners who don't know, you need to go watch Star Wars Rebels. How about (laughs) that? But if you don't know, uh, we have the Ahsoka series coming up. We're assuming Thrawn and Ezra's going to be in it major characters from the rebels show and uh, spoiler just spoilers if you haven't seen star wars rebels finale go watch it now or just about to be spoiled at the end of that when we lose those characters um ezra is a, a young jedi who decides to sacrifice himself to get rid of thrawn and those purgils those uh hyper speed whales who can travel um like the ships can uh they use that one of those to do that to get him through to get thrown away from everybody so I think that was, it's either a nod to that or I think it's also a way of saying, hey. Yeah. And that was that was very surprising because we kind of, ex- with, with Ahsoka kind of name dropping Thrawn, 
in the past and all these things. I kind of expected those that those things from uh, Rebels to show up in her series. So I was very surprised to see them kind of make their right. appearance here. And I don't know if they're going to do something with that here or is just kind of a teaser for the Ahsoka thing or what. But that did get me really, really hyped. What did you guys think of uh, Gorian Shard, the little pirate leader? I thought his design was pretty sweet. To be honest, a lot of practical. I thought it was. I thought it was actually really badass. I didn't know exactly what I was gonna expect of him. Um, I'm happy it didn't overdo the the CG, and it kind of went a lot of practical with him as well. I got some David Jones vibes, yeah. some pirate vibes. It was. I don't know. I thought yeah. it was cool to see. I thought it was cool to see. Yeah, no, the practical was always the best. That little crew was cool because it mixed in a couple different Star Wars characters. Like you had some Trandoshans and some other people in that whole little gang. Um, a spe- a- another creature, Salacious B. Crumb, <laughs> the little Kowakian monkey lizard. Now, that wasn't him because I think he's the one who officially died with Jabba. Um, but they're in we'll the in them. the trees yelling and squawking, whatever you want to call it. That was a nice little – I mean, so they're always so yeah. good at tying and I felt like I felt like that was kind of a that. good way that they showed the state of that planet at that time because as we went there in the past to um, – you know, where before grief had taken over these, you know, they were in cages and being eaten and stuff like that. Now you see them kind of running loose around in the trees and stuff, which is, which kind of cool. Of course they had to hit that throwaway line in there for Cara Dune. Just to make sure <laughs> like, we, yeah. we haven't forgotten about her. She's just gone. Like, don't worry about her. That was surprising. Like, Cause I thought maybe they might do like, we, we didn't know what they were going to do with it. She's just going to write her off completely, but they kind of, I guess they did a somewhat justice. They gave her somewhat of a cool character fitting, you know. I'm sure maybe over time, if she does get recast or, or somehow they bury the hatchet. Yeah, it still opens they, it up for her we'll to see. return. What do you guys think about uh, a, a, a Bo-Katan? I mean, she was, she was pretty salty there, it seemed like, you know. <laughs> and yeah, she... and like, she lo- like, again, I think that's something we'll see explored because we already know she doesn't agree with the current creed that, you know, she's got her helmet off. She's sitting up there chilling. She's just on a different path, different beliefs of how far it goes. But she still has all this hope and belief in the uh, in the dark saber. So it's weird. Like she's some parts she's rejected, some parts she hasn't rejected. Um, I, at some do we? I, like I remember we were debating this before. Like when it was coming down to it at the end of season two of Mandalorian, are they gonna fight for it at some point? Like it's just so hard to think that they're one of them may die. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't seem like she's really interested in fighting him at this point. But then right. again, like this is the second time that she, you know, has has failed to win the saber honorably and have that have the dark saber, you know, on in her possession to lead Mandalore. And it's she was like, like, go ahead, you do it, man. You lead him, like whatever. Yeah, like, you do it. You got she it. She seemed right, a little man. jaded, right? But I want to know yeah. more about what exactly happened with her faction, and you know, because she was. She was leading it before, and then and she kind of teased what happened, but I want to know more. She didn't even have a droid. Just, she was just chilling by herself. I know. It, it seems like it seems like Mando, or Din, as we should say, Yeah. he doesn't really have any desire to do that at this point, right? right. And I think maybe that's where his arc might lead us to, but at this point, he doesn't seem to have any real desire in, in that those responsibilities. And I don't think he considers himself to be worthy at this point. I mean, he doesn't even want to go back to his own faction until he you know bathes himself why I, not, so. I think i think one of the main reasons why then right now is like arguably the most popular active star wars character that we have next to grogu of course is that he's dropped in his world with all these gigantic moving pieces around him but at the end of the day 
his morals, his missions, his goals are so simple. All right, I got this kid. I care for him now. I want to protect him. Whatever he needs, I'm taking care of him. And on the other hand, still holding on to, you know, his creed and he wants to clear his name and do whatever. He, like, it's very simple, very basic. And I think that contrasts with some of the stuff we've had in the past where people got to save the galaxy, save whatever. Like, it's such high stakes. The fact that it's so contrasted nice with, with what he wants to do, I think it's just it brings everything down, grounded and more simple and gives us a lot more opportunities to really get to know these characters and develop these characters in a way that, that you know, is good for us as an audience, I think. Right. Oh, I got a question, guys, because I saw an interview, the same interview that uh, Peter Pascal accidentally called Grogu Baby Yoda, and he was so embarrassed that he kind of casually said, like, talking about playing this character, that he, that he would probably play this character until he's, like, gray and old. Um, how long do you guys think Disney will keep Din Djarin, a.k.a. Mando, around for? Is there a chance that he might get an exit within a season or two? Are they going to try to kill him off and give Grogu one more launch into, I guess, stardom or main stardom? Like, what are you guys thinking with that? How long are we? How long can we keep doing what we're doing now with Mando? Yeah, I don't. The story. I mean, like you said, his task is like he doesn't have much there. Once he gets, um, what's it cleansed or whatever, he gets to you know back. Like, yeah. what's he gonna? He's not gonna go back to bounty hunting. Um, so I don't know what stories are not that they can't, I mean, we know there's a long, but from this time period to force awakens, there's plenty of stuff that I guess he could join up, but like, I don't know, like, I don't know if they'll kill him, but I just don't see how much further you can go once Mandalore is restored, if that becomes a thing or whatever, like what else is he going to do? And then at the same time, mm-hmm. what happens with Grogu? Like, that's the biggest mystery. I think even above Mandalore, uh, then Mando, whatever. Like, are they going to break past at one point? Are they going to be running duos together? Like, it's Fortnite? Like, what are we going to do with them eventually? Because <laughs> I could also see that they're going to want to put them in a movie, maybe. Like, if Grogu's supposed to be the character that's supposed to be so big, I don't know. I, I really Yeah, don't. and, uh, well, Favreau has said that we're kind of, like, in the middle of where they want to go with this whole thing right he's kind of i i don't know if i read that in, in an interview mm-hmm. recently but yeah. i think i he, i did read something where he said this is kind of like the the middle of his arc or what they're trying to do with the mandalorian in terms of seasons or whatever it might be so i don't know yeah that's a good question jordy i i think that he's like you said he's super popular for the reasons that you talked about and grogu is obviously huge so but i don't i hope that they don't force storylines that don't really make sense you know you want them to take treat these characters with care and make sure that all this stuff is is granted and warranted right instead of just forcing new storylines that maybe we're gonna lose interest with the dead speak you talk about bringing back palpatine for the seventh time no one's ever gone yeah. somehow palpatine returned um, let's not do let's not get into it guys. i mean Sorry. and then and since we've been i brought up grogu like I mean, is he going to be a Jedi, guys? Is he going to get his lightsaber back from Luke? Like, do we think that's going to ever happen, or we think that's over? It, is Pelp going to get a hold of him and get his his cloning on? At, is, is Kylo going to kill him at the Jedi Academy? Yeah, possibly. And we, don't we still know. don't really know his whole backstory, right? We don't know exactly what happened with him during Order sixty six. Yeah, we still Save don't know. There's still that's some what, that's, uh, some backstory. That's the stuff number that one thing I want to know. And I, I, do you think we'll get it this season? 
I do think we will finally get the big reveal that Jar Jar Binks. What'd you say? Jar Jar Binks. Plo? You still hoping out for <laughs> Oh, <laughs> don't get started on Plo. Stop, he's dead. Ladies and gentlemen, Plo. Plo Koon is my favorite Jedi. One of my favorite Star Wars characters. We can ha- we're gonna dedicate a whole seven pod episode series to the legend of Darth Jar Jar, uh, which is the truth. It actually happened. We'll you know worry. We'll dedicate. You, you guys would know better than me. Katie Sackhoff voiced Bo Katan in this in the show, right? Okay, so Yo. gosh, she is like perfect mm-hmm. in the live action oh, yeah. as well. Like she's just perfect both ways and that's amazing because i because i that's why i asked because that's what i thought but seeing her on screen is like whoa she's like a perfect bo-katan in all ways <laughs> huge props for katie sackoff i think i don't know if it was her first film but one of her first couple films that wasn't her first was the halloween uh which halloween was it the one with busta rhymes it was the the reboot, right? It was the the resurrection. Yes, resurrection. Uh, Halloween resurrection. resurrection the house, right? and he's yes. Danger Tainment. Yeah. Tyra Banks. That was one of her first films. She's come a long way. So good for her. Golly, what a movie! <laughs> and now she, she is in Star Lord. Wars. It's got all those peeps in it. She's come a long way. We got a new episode next week. And we know we know Mandalorian seasons have a little side mission, Sally over here doing stuff so obviously he's got to get the parts for ig so i think that's something we can expect hopefully to get soon i mean or they may hold that out to the end if ig is coming they're not going to waste them there's going to be some big shoot off that's going to be coming up it's not going to do they can't do the whole emotional sacrifice thing again with ig so i don't know how they're going to do that do you think do you think that he wants him as a droid just to kind of test a Mandalore to see if it's really poison because he can probably. Well, yeah, he said he needed him, and I don't know what he needs yeah. him for. If it's like a deserted spot that he's going to, that's not even, some believe don't even exist anymore. So I'm not sure what the motive is behind having him. Maybe they're trying to set up this new buddy cop season next because they're going to him and Grogu are going to split ways again, and he needs some some partner, somebody to hang out with. Or maybe Grogu and IG going to go there, and, you know. Din Din is gonna die. Oh, I'm not ready for all that. <laughs> Who knows? And and hold on. And wasn't it? And I haven't watched it. But what didn't Din say? He didn't trust. Or am I getting? Yeah, I yeah. He never say. trusted droids. Yeah. yeah, he hated droids. Yeah, right. He hated. Okay, right. So yeah. So this is. I mean, it's also another piece of his arc, I guess, being a trusting person to take care of Grogu and what he's got to do. So maybe that's just another part they're building on. Yeah. But that's why, that's what makes me like question, like bringing IG back because like, I don't know if it makes total sense because he never trusted him. Obviously IG had the whole sacrifice, saved the day at the end of season one, gained Din's trust. But then it's like, let him go out as a legend. Like why the statue wiped his memory clean. Do we, do we, do we fully trust him? He's re, He's resorted back to his, you know, original protocol and all the stuff, trying to kill Grogu, and and we still, our our first instinct is to fix this guy back up and just put him next to Grogu again. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I do want to end on a positive note and give two final positive shout outs. First off, Ludwig Göransson's music again. I think it was him. He's still doing the music, right? I hope. I mean, it was his old theme anyway. Yes, kind of yes, remixes. So. Yeah. Goosebumps all the way all the way down my spine so and finally just my favorite star wars ship the end uh, of the starfighter man gosh i cannot get enough of it 
cannot get enough. Here we go. Oh, wait, wait, looks, oh, wait, oh, wait. It's we got? so good. Bring her out, please. Yeah. Oh, there she is. There she is. There's Grogu. Yeah, that thing Ooh. is Dang high. Just gorgeous. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. And he was getting major t uh, Top Gun vibes, too, with the point of view from him in, inside his ship, too. That was pretty cool. It just yeah. broke it. <laughs> all right boys well that should probably wrap up wrap things up for episode three and i just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and please check back as we will be discussing more and more from mandalorian in the future as well as other new releases from uh all different franchises so guys if you want to say a few words before we leave god yeah please stay tuned for that um i believe you know in mandalorian probably episode five when uh Mace Windu, Plo Koon, and Jar Jar all come back. This is the place you want to be. Because <laughs> Clones! Said it all along. Clones! Alex Jones vibes. Clones! Jar Jar's not going to happen. But thanks for listening, as always. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, we'll try to do another one quickly after episode two next week. Uh, we'll keep you up to date with maybe other reviews as well. We know Creed is coming out. It's already out. As we're doing this pod, it is out. Uh, so that might be the biggest thing that we do next that might not be Star Wars related. Thanks for listening again, everyone. See you next time.